present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week at the Grand Opera House Belfast. We're guests here of BBC Music Live, which eager listeners will be interested to learn, can be heard four weeks ago. (laughs) Belfast boasts a rich and diverse history and the city has managed to survive troubled times with an air of optimism, recently being awarded status as European City of Commerce for its services to the balaclava industry. (laughs) By the Middle Ages, the area around Belfast was noted for its manufacture of fine linen. Famous as the handkerchief capital of Europe, Belfast Linen Mill proudly boasted that the world wiped its nose on their products. (laughs) While the Newtonard's soft paper mill kept very quiet. (laughs) During the late 17th century, Huguenots fled here from France seeking freedom from religious bigotry. Not a mistake they're likely to make again. (laughs) Famous names associated with Belfast include George Best. Once voted European Footballer of the Year, Best scored over 100 goals for Manchester United and represented Northern Ireland 37 times. So if you're listening, George, that's what you did. (laughs) But... But the real Belfast of today is as much about ordinary folk that no-one is ever likely to have heard of. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are, on my left, Barry Crower and Graham Garden. <laughs> on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jack D. <laughs> and preparing for some hot scoring action on the desk next to me, please welcome the delightful Samantha. <laughs> Okay, we're going to start with a round called How Wrong Can You Get? This is all about quotations that indicate a complete misunderstanding of how history would ensue. So, teams, I'd like you please to share quotations from famous historical figures who badly misjudge subsequent events. Barry, you can start. Uh, Tolstoy. To cut a long story short... (laughs) Graham? One from uh, Sir Clive Sinclair. Oh. If you, if you like the Sinclair C4, wait till you see the next one. Tim? Uh, Mrs. Noah. Uh, hey, Noah, you can stop that building. Michael Fish says it's going to be fine for <laughs> Jack? Goliath. Come on, son, give us your best shot. <laughs> Captain Scott, don't pack too much food or there won't be room for the banjos. (laughs) Princess Anne, oh, what a sweet little puppy. I think I have that one. (laughs) Van Gogh, I'm thinking of getting a Walkman. (laughs) 
Judas Iscariot. Remember, guys, the one I greet with a kiss, you do the strippogram on. <laughs> Quasimodo. <laughs> no, seriously, how do I look? <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell. Listeners may be interested to know that uh, Colin was once asked by Errol Brown to play the piano for hot chocolate. They all said if Colin was any good, he'd throw in some biscuits. <laughs> OK, Barry, we'll start with you. Would you please sing the words of Going to the Zoo to the tune of You'll Never Walk Alone? <clears throat> Dad is taking us to the zoo tomorrow. The zoo tomorrow, the zoo tomorrow. Dad is taking us to the zoo Tomorrow we can stay all day We're going to the zoo Zoo, zoo, how about you? You, 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 you can come too Too, 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 we're going to the zoo We're going to the zoo Zoo, zoo quite moved, <laughs> but not far enough. Oh, your turn, Jack. Would you please sing the words of Lay, Lady Lay, to the tune of I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside? <laughs> lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. Lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. Whatever colours you have in your mind, I'll show them to you and you see them shine. Lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. Stay, lady, stay, stay with your man a while. Until the break of day, let me see you make him smile. His clothes are dirty, but his hands are clean. Okay, you now, Tim, would you please sing the words of Marvin Gaye's sexual healing <laughs> to the tune of Over the Rainbow? <laughs> oh, now let's get down tonight. Oh, baby, I'm hot. <laughs> Just like an oven, I need some loving, and baby, I can't hold it much longer. <laughs> it's getting stronger. Stronger, and when I get that feeling, I want sexual healing. Sexual healing, oh baby, it makes me feel so fine. I live, dream my mind. Sexual healing, baby, is good for me. 
sexual healing is something that's good for me whenever blue teardrops are falling and my emotional stability is leaving me. There is something I can do. I can get on the telephone and call you up. Baby and honey, I'll know you'll be there to relieve me. The love you give me will be my freedom. And finally, Graham, would you please sing the words of I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts to the tune of Brindisi from La Traviata. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts There they are all standing in a row Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist That's what the showman said I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts Every ball will make me rich There stands my wife, the idol of my life Singing roll a ball, a ball, a penny, a peach Roll a ball, a ball, a penny, a peach Since we're here as part of BBC Music Live, we're going to involve the audience in a musical game called Karaoke Koki, which combines karaoke with the hokey koki. What happens in Karaoke Koki is this. Colin Sell will play a short introduction to a well-known tune, which the audience should hum for the teams to guess. The first team to buzz in and identify the tune will win points. If they guess it wrong, the audience must pick up again from where they left off. Oh, God. <laughs> And so on until either someone gets it right or I wake up, whichever comes soon. <laughs> Audience, the title of your first song will now be relayed to you via the laser display screen. <laughs> For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. The well-known Belfast song, I'll Tell Me Ma. I'll Tell Me Ma. OK, audience, Colin will play you a brief introduction, then off you should go. Barry. It's the Peruvian National Anthem. <laughs> nope. Graham. Is it the chorus of the Hebrew slaves? <laughs> From Mary Poppins. Nope. <laughs> Tim. Tim. I think it's Danny Boy. <laughs> nope. Carry on, audience. That's unusual. <laughs> Got it. It's stopped. <laughs> you don't know it, do you? No, we don't. No. no. It's Beyonce, but I can't remember which one. <laughs> Tell them, audience. <laughs> I don't know. 
tell no, me it's ma. I'll tell me ma. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Would that be a Northern Irish song? Ah. And very nice it is too. <laughs> I must buy me a copy of that instantly. Let's try another. Here's a further song title for your audience, and here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. <laughs> the Funky Gibbon. The Funky Gibbon. OK, ready, teams? Colin, another intro, please. <laughs> I... Tim... I think that's the theme for Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Carry on, audience. Jack. Uh, it's cheeky girls, touch my bum. <laughs> no. Do you recognise it, Graham? No, I've never heard anything like it in my life. <laughs> Once again, I've heard it recently. I think it must be on a wonderful DVD I bought. <laughs> The goodies at last. I think it's on that. Isn't is it the on goodies that? theme here? Yeah, I think Gosh. so. Yes. Correct. Thank you. Excuse me, it's not the goodies theme. No, no, it's the Funky no, it's Gibbon. Thank you. Yeah. Who's exactly? Colin. Yes. Sorry. I'm His name's to... Colin Selhump. What? <laughs> you must God. have run into him. No, wishful oh. thinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> We delve now into the world of movies. As a professional actor, our special guest Jack D may be at something of an advantage here. Jack was recently seen in a new blockbuster, where he played the part of a third passerby returning videos. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, Graham Garden recently starred in a remake of Planet of the Apes. He was saying how he had to spend eight hours every day in makeup having big yellow teeth and huge hairy nostrils expertly disguised. <laughs> the game we're playing today is all about strap lines, those short summations found on movie posters. I have a selection of unfinished strap lines from various movies, which I'd like the teams to try and complete. Okay, Tim, can you complete this strap line from Reservoir Dogs? Let's go to the Reservoir Rover. <laughs> Countries work. Barry, now, how about this one from Return of the Living Dead? They're back, they're hungry, and... This time they're going private. <laughs> the correct answer, of course, is they're not vegetarian. Graham, here's a strapline for you to complete from Braveheart. What kind of man would... Live in a croft like this. <laughs> The real answer is defy a king. And finally, Jack, a strapline from Conan the Barbarian for you. Thief, warrior, gladiator. Tonight, Conan, this is your life. <laughs> of course, you should be king. Tim again, one from Robocop. Part man, part machine, all a woman could want. <laughs> The answer is cop. Hmm. Barry again, your strap line is from Dracula. He died, but... He's still doing letter from America. <laughs> it should be, yet he lived. 
Graham, for you, the strapline to total recall. They stole his mind. Now he wants... To be governor of California. <laughs> we all know the answer is it back. And finally, Jack, can you complete this uh, strapline to the elephant man? I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I am... Hungry and I want a bun. <laughs> What's the answer is a man. Okay, here are some for any of you to have a go at. This is from the Terminator. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with, it can't be reasoned with, it doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever until... Oh, it's all right, it's gone. <laughs> The answer is, you are dead. From sleeping with the enemy. She's changed her name, she's changed her looks, all to escape... Her silly name and looks. <laughs> answer, the most dangerous man she's ever known. From Bride of Frankenstein, a monster in form, but human in his desire for... Debbie McGee. The answer is love. The next game is called Cheddar Gorge, where the object is to prevent the completion of a sentence. This shouldn't be confused with the game where the object is to prevent the start of a sentence, which was recently devised by Reliance Security. <laughs> Cheddar Gorge is the perfect title for our game, explaining neatly, as it does, exactly how it works. In fact, one might say it does exactly what it says on the tin except it doesn't come in a tin. <laughs> and besides, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> I've got a tin at home that says open other end. It never is. <laughs> in Cheddar Gorge, each panellist exchanges a word in turn in order to construct a coherent sentence, the object being not to complete the sentence. If I detect a full stop has been reached, the players will be gonged off, like this. <laughs> Okay, teams, the subject of your sentence is a letter of complaint to a hotel. Tim, you can start. Dear sir, I wish to inform you that I was recently astonished to discover a large piece of rat <laughs> in my frozen suet. Dumpling, which was ordered by someone who was utterly dismayed to find that this was not a piece of rat, but <laughs> instead it was unbelievably a chocolate. <laughs> Rat shaped. <laughs> Piece of suet. <laughs> Tasting like something my rat 
had recently... <laughs> ..warned... <laughs> ..everyone about... ..in the dining room... ..which was... ..where I found the... ..bed... In the state which I discovered to be a facsimile of Tracy Emmons Jr. art entry, which was not the best suet that I have ever seen in the whole of my lifetime. <laughs> well, we have another musical game now with Just a Minim, which is loosely based on the long-running wireless favourite Just a Minute, chaired by Nicholas Parsons. You know, when the idea for Just a Minute was first mooted, Nicholas constantly badgered the BBC for the job as he wanted to host it so badly. <laughs> well, he certainly succeeded there. <laughs> Piano accompaniment will be provided by, by Colin Sell. See, the word sticks in my throat. Again. <laughs> Actually, we have some rather exciting news about Colin. It's exactly 40 years to the day that he took his first piano lesson. So to celebrate, the teams have chipped in and raised enough to send him back for a second one. <laughs> Okay, the song I'd like you to sing without hesitation, deviation or repetition is Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. And Jack, you can start this one. Don't sit under the apple tree with any... Challenge from Tim. Deviation from the tune. <laughs> Now, I think elegant variation is the term. <laughs> he should know he's a jazz musician. <laughs> Hesitation. I didn't notice. Am I taking this too seriously? <laughs> I wasn't aware we'd started. No, we... Sorry. Don't sit. Graham. Uh, hesitation. Who hesitated? <laughs> Who hesitated? I didn't hear. Timmy normally comes in by now. <laughs> I don't think this buzz is working. I'll accept that challenge, Graham. Oh, right. Uh, don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but. Tim. Well, hesitation. Er, uh, don't sit under the apple tree. <laughs> there was a don't. A don't. A don't. It's, uh, it's perfectly acceptable in, it was, it in was jazz a, circles, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> a don't. Yeah. Right. It was a grace note. A grace note, we call it. All mm. oh, right. Where were we? Uh, <coughs> anyone else but me? Repetition. <laughs> Graham, go on. All oh, right. No person other than myself. Uh, uh, any. <laughs> Well, he, he <laughs> lost it all together then, didn't yeah. he? You have to pick it up from there, Jack. 
no, no. Can I just explain something here? I, I, Colin is very kindly waiting for me to come in, and I just realised that. And, and he, but I was waiting for him to continue playing, and that's why I didn't come in. So there was, there was a misunderstanding, which can happen on I'm, your first time on the Ladies show. and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> is this the face of a killer? Okay, where, did we, where were we, anyway? You were hyperventilating. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, you're allowed one uh. Don't go walking down love thing, contemplating a short fling, or even an affair, that kind of thing. Watch out, cos I'm quite nasty when I get cross. I have problems with rejection. Don't you admit you've done it now. I'm not a... I've got to give it to you, Jack. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to fit in a round of Butcher's Book Club. Samantha has to nip out now as she's off to see her new American gentleman friend. He's a cattle trader, and as Samantha is keen to buy a prime example, she's been saving up. Excitingly, she'll soon be in a position to receive her first Texas Longhorn. <laughs> So, teams, while she's away preparing for that, I'd like you to suggest titles of books that would delight a readership drawn from the butchery trade. Graham, will you start, please? King Solomon's Mints. <laughs> Sheep's Head Revisited. The Old Curiosity Chop. Yeah. <laughs> Beef on Counter. Harry Trotter and the Philosopher's Bone. <laughs> Rorschach's Redemption. Lady Chatterley's Liver. Oranges are not the only meat. <laughs> chittling, chittling, banger, banger. Breakfast at Sainsbury's. <laughs> La Belly Pork. <laughs> Fowler's Modern English Sausage. <laughs> the Veals on the Bus. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we end the show, I'm advised there have been some complaints from listeners about a short break in transmission. We really are very sorry. It wasn't nearly long enough. <laughs> so, from the teams, Samantha, myself, and the good folk of Belfast, it's goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jack B were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith.